It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show. On today's show, we got Charles Johnson going to join us. Former Vikings and Packers receiver has a lot to say about Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Are they the top receivers in the NFL? Well, let's see what Charles Johnson has to say about that one, because Justin Jefferson, maybe that's not his guy. Diggs was, but we'll see. Also, I got a chance to go to the Twins game. I got the shirt last night. I'll explain what this shirt means and why the Twins probably didn't think it through when they gave us these t-shirts last night. Coming up next on the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name guests, the teams you care about every, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I am your host, Ron Johnson. This is the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network. And as I stated earlier, I got a t-shirt last night. I love the t-shirts. Like the Wild gave us towels for the playoff game. I went to the Lexus club seats right behind home plate last night got a really had really great seats thanks to uh two of my clients great friends as well but they were like hey do you want to go to the game tonight and i'm like me and my wife you know we had to find stuff to do with our kids but we're like sure let's go why not impromptu date night um but they gave out these shirts and it says if you see it, it says you decide the legacy you leave but before i explain what i thought about as soon as i saw this when i got in the car we're gonna have a word from our sponsors Yes, we do. Dave, D-A-V-E, gives you a chance to get a little extra cash in your pocket. Uh, gas is expensive. You've got all those, uh, those drives up north maybe to the cabin. Summer creates a lot of activities, a lot of extra expenses. Dave can help with a little bit of cash if you're in a pinch. Hindsight is twenty twenty. You can't change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self borrowing from future you that's what you do with dave a banking app that helps you get up to 500 dollars instantly with extra cash there's no interest and no credit check needed millions of people have already downloaded the dave app to get financial relief so if you're in a pinch need some help download dave think of it as a helping hand from future you download the dave app from the app store right now d-a-v-e sign up for an extra cash account and get up to 500 dollars instantly for terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Well, Sam, I got a chance last night to uh, go to the Twins game, as I stated. They won. So first out the gate, let's just see. I went to the Wild game. They won. I went to the Twins game. They won. Not saying I can go to every game, because I can't. I can't go to 162 games. If I could, I'm pretty sure the Twins would be like 110. They'd have 110 wins if I went. I just, I just think my presence... Like, I was looking at the picture the whole time. I was right behind home plate, so it was kind of cool to, to watch Buxton and Correa kind of joke around every time the, 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 the ump visited the mound. Uh, it was cool to see the fans get pissed off at strikes and balls because I thought it just happened at my daughter's softball games, but it happens in the major <laughs> leagues as well. People were pissed <laughs> off about some of the calls, like some curveballs that should have been called strikes. They weren't. Um, but this is one thing I say. You decide the legacy you leave. The Twins... I don't know if it was irony or they already had, because a lot of times with marketing departments, they already have this stuff going. And the shirts were donated by whatever, Treasure Island Casino, I think. Or they're maybe the sponsor of the shirt. I don't think they thought it through because 
I don't know if I want people to know about our legacy this year just yet. Like, I think they probably came up with this concept when they were up four and a half games in the, in, in the division. Now they're down two games to the Guardians. So the legacy, like they're going to decide the legacy. The legacy they might leave this year is absolute meltdown disappointments. But watching them last night, watching the plays, watching the shifts, because uh, my wife had a ton of questions about why are they shifting? Why are they doing this? And uh, because in softball, you don't see it as much because girls can hit the ball mm -hmm. everywhere. It's so sporadic. Uh, where in baseball, guys are a little bit more like, yeah, this is where this guy goes 90% of the time. We're all going to shift to the left side of the bag. First base, you stay there. Vice versa, everybody, we're going to shift to the right. Third, you stay there. It's crazy how it, it works out, too. And, and Rocco Baldelli, uh, his staff, did a great job last night getting that going. But here's where I go with this legacy thing. If you lose and you don't even make the wild card, like that legacy is horrid. This is going to go down as one of those meltdown years that like 10 years from now, Sam, we're all talking about like the Vikings in the Eagles game in the NFC championship. Like people are still talking about that. The meltdown or the Philly folly or whatever they call it, the meltdown in Philadelphia. Like they're going to call this season that, and that's the legacy. Now you decide the legacy you leave. So maybe the players saw it and they're like, you know what, dude, we still have a chance like this. Cause last night they, they had control of that game. Like they were down 2-0, and then, they came roaring back, play after play after play, guys on base, big hits, getting guys home. Um, but that's the thing I got from the shirt, Sam. When I when I thought about the shirt as I'm walking out the Lexus Club, and I, and I looked, I'm like, you decide the legacy, and this is where we're going tonight? But, hey, they got two more to the Royals. The, you know, and, and Baldelli did a great job of, like, getting pitchers in and out, making sure they didn't burn out. But now you got the Guardians playing the Tigers. The Tigers did steal one from them. So if they can get two, if the Tigers can somehow give them two more wins and the Twins can win two more, we're back in tie. Like it's tied, if not half game up because of how they do this weird, I don't know, I hate the percentage thing. But they be tied at the at the least. If they lose two and the, and the Twins can win two, Tigers can help them out. Tigers just won. Nobody thought the Tigers would get one, but the Tigers stole some from the Twins. So maybe they can steal some from the Guardians and really just mix this thing back up and they're back in it. And then these shirts matter. The legacy they're leaving is, hey, don't zip the body up yet. We're not dead. We still have a chance. So I'm excited about that to see what happens these next two games because either this shirt's going to mean a lot or this shirt is just another rag that I'm going to end up washing my car with at some point when my kids completely destroy it when the summer is over, because towards the end of the summer, <laughs> I don't know what happens with kids in cars, and I'm pretty sure you're not there yet. But it's like a tornado. Like I don't know yeah. if they just they're walking tornadoes, um, and so keeping a car clean with these girls doesn't work. But again, we have Charles Johnson coming up. But I know there's a mystery Sam has for me between segments one and two, so let's see what that is. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of legacy. I'm just going to show a graphic. Matt has it queued up, and I just want you to react to it. So we'll get that get that fired up. Look at that. <laughs> Hall of Fame? Are you kidding me? Ron Johnson, the floor is yours. What do you think about this? This is unbelievable. Uh, it's about time. Like, I feel like T.O. Like, it's about time. We, like I said, no, like, I understand. Like, even when they – even when I talked to Mark Coyle, because – I, I thought it was something like this, but I wasn't sure because I know there's NIL stuff. Mark Coyle and I just talked at the Gopher softball game. So I get an email saying, hey, uh, Mark Coyle wants to talk to you about uh, the future of Gopher sports. So I'm like, all right, cool. 
And then we get on and he starts with like, you know, in my job, I get to make cool calls like this. And so it felt like NFL Hall of Fame-ish when he said that. And so I was like, oh, okay. And I was, I was actually speechless. Like I was, I was, it, 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 it shows like all the work I did, didn't go for nothing. Um, I, I got drafted in the NFL. Yeah. So it, it did pay off, but it's cool to be recognized, uh, to see it. Um, but not going to lie. Like when I saw some of the other guys in previous years going to the hall of fame and I look at their stats, I look at mine, I felt like T.O. I'm like, really? Like, what do I got to do? Like, wh what do I got to And so I just, I've honestly, I forgot about it. Um, but I will say this, man, God is good because I don't think I would have wanted to be inducted during the COVID era. Like nobody was going to games. Uh, there was no ceremony. Um, now we get to have a dinner. My family gets to come to town. People can fly in. Uh, friends are going to come to the dinner uh, at uh, TCF Bank Stadium in the Dairy Queen Suite, I think is where it's at. Uh, and then we get to go to the Colorado game, my family. Hopefully the Gophers win that one. I'm going to get to do the pregame social. I know they're going to bring that up on the pregame show. Uh, but my family and friends get to come to the, to the game as well. And then we're going to walk out on the field. Um, yeah, and, you know, so it's, it's, it's cool um, that it happened. And it's actually 21 years later. And so 21, I mean, if you think about Marion Barber wearing number 21, like I feel like it, it's one of those things too where, you know, I got to mention all the guys like that. Marion Barber, Saad Abdul-Khalik, Travis Cole, Ben Utech, uh, Ben Hamilton, Karan Riley, Greg White. Um, you know, the, the list goes on and on and on. But guys were somehow, some way helped me uh, get better and, and do, you know, Glenn Mason, of course, Joker Phillips. Um, you know, Joker Phillips was the best receiving coach I had. You know, I was sad when he left and went to Notre Dame, but I got it. But, you know, that 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 to me is what I, I, I relish the most with the team. As I saw the Big Ten Network today posted a video of the Ohio State game uh, when I played. So, you know, or, or a clip from the Ohio State game. So, you know, just just seeing all that, it's like, man, you you sometimes you forget because you're so caught up in your own world of your kids and life and, and the podcast and TV and radio. Uh, so it's always good to kind of remember that stuff because uh, it was a great time. Definitely blessed. Uh, not for the University of Minnesota, would have never met my wife. Um, honestly, like I, I know I worked harder when I was in college too because I wanted to impress her. Um, so you know, I, I think that was part of it. Like I, I went to like because the track team practiced outside of where football practice. So I would actually go over to buy the track and do extra routes with every DB just so I can bully them, get better. But then, you know, all the track girls are watching us do it. So, yeah, you know, I, I got to thank everybody for part of that, man. Mike Lehan, um, Jared Ellerson, who came in as a freshman, you know, who was in our room. And no, I'm a teacher. So, yeah, so it's it was a huge honor, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, congratulations. It's super well, cool you. to see. And, uh, yeah, honored to uh, – honored to – be connected with you adjacently through this show and to uh, kind of see you get to react to it. That's pretty fun. So I know we got to get to Charles Johnson, but I just wanted to give you that, that moment to, to talk about it. Well, here's the segment hanging with Ron Johnson. We've got my boy, Charles Johnson in the building, no relation, but you know, when he played for the Vikings, of course, it, it felt like a little brother. Um, I enjoyed watching him play. I enjoy covering him. Uh, just realized uh, when we did our first show on Sunday, this was year eight. So Charles, Stefan Diggs, a lot of those guys were on the team when we first got going with U.S. Bank State, uh, U.S. Bank Stadium open. So it was kind of a, a refresher. But as training camp gets going, preseason games get going, uh, Packers have a young receiver in the build by the name of Romeo Dubs. I figure, you know what? I got to get Charles back on the line. Uh, Charles, man, appreciate you joining me. Jumping out the gate, Romeo Dubs. Packers receiver 
uh, with a receiver like that, making plays, uh, constantly coming up in the quarterback's mouth on, you know, on the media side when they're interviewing him, saying his kid's making plays. Uh, what does a receiver like that, you know, from Nevada, um, not, not, not to say he's not from one of the power fives, you know, but, you know, again, it, it's, it's like, uh, what's his name? Burleson. Uh, Nate Burleson came from the same school. So what does a receiver like that have to do to solidify himself on an NFL roster? Yeah, man, I mean, him being from a small school, I really don't play that into a factor, man. I mean, football is football. No matter where you play it, you got to still go out there and perform. Um, it's good that his name is being brought up. He just got to go out there, continue to make plays, continue to be himself, and play this game at a high level. Um, it's a kid's game at the end of the day. So, I would mean, I was drafted to Green Bay as well. So, I know those guys, they love their receivers, um, and they're going to build those receivers up. That's how, they, that's how they do things in Green Bay. So, I think he's in good hands. Um, so, I'm excited for him, man. He's just got to continue to go out there and make strides each and every practice and don't take anything for granted. Yeah, when you look at – receivers let's stick with the receivers uh the minnesota vikings are gonna have a bigger problem than they thought you know when everybody started off you had adam thielen justin jefferson and when i say problem i mean it's a good thing uh but for the team it's tough you got adam thielen justin jefferson kj osborne uh you now have amir smith marset they drafted him out of iowa uh, they like him they also drafted Jalen naylor out of michigan state but we haven't seen a lot from him yet and then Albert Wilson comes out of nowhere and has two catches for two touchdowns in the first preseason game. And he's a free agent they picked up. Uh, and so a lot of times you like to try to see, is this free agent we picked up worth keeping? Or should we go with our younger guys? And then they still have BC Johnson, who they drafted from last year, which gives them six receivers. And as you know, carrying six receivers is tough with the number of running backs and tight ends now the teams carry. Um, for a guy like BC Johnson on the bubble, you know, Albert Wilson came out the gate, had a great first game. Nobody's talking about BC. Uh, again, a Johnson. So, you know, one of our one of our brothers. Um, how, how does he kind of change the narrative? Because this week they're going to scrimmage the uh, 49ers all week. They're going to practice against them all week. How does he change that narrative to kind of put himself back in front of Albert Wilson? Man, I mean, BC Johnson, he made a ton of plays last year. I remember seeing his name, hearing his name a lot last year. And I was like, man, who is this kid? I like him. He's a Johnson. So I got to got to check into him. And I think another thing that's huge for him that will be special teams play. If he can go out there and rock it on special teams in the return game, kickoff, punt, punt game, special teams. If any receiver can be valuable in a special teams game, the roster spot's going to be solidified because special teams coach is going to fight for them. So I would say he would have to go out there, continue to make the plays and the strides that he that and build off the strides that he started last year, and then develop a special special teams game. So now his special teams coach is looking to him to go out there and make plays as well in that area. Yeah, and, and that was his rookie year. Yeah, as a rookie, you know, Adam Thielen got hurt. He got to play a lot, uh, and then Justin Jefferson uh, overshadowed him a little bit when he came in. Um, so so it's one of those things where. It's tough sometimes to get it figured out when you have so many different factors um, within your game. Now we're gonna, he's gonna have to earn, like you said, special teams. I've, I've said that a ton, like with the, even with the running backs, possibly carrying four running backs, they're gonna need a special teams guy, whereas maybe that tight takes a tight end out of it. Uh, but let's go back to your training camp days. You know, um, everybody hated the pillow blanket days of training camp because it was like trying to figure out times to go to sleep. Uh, trying to get that nervous energy out for the next day. Uh, what was kind of your go-to during training camp to kind of just decompress, relax, and get and, and just, you know, get your mind right for the next day? 
I mean, yeah, training camp's always long and the, the body just breaks down. But I mean, me, Adam, uh, Adam Thielen, we used to always hop on, uh, we had like Roy McElroy golf game or something. We used to always <laughs> get on and kind of, and play. Uh, we used to just hang out, man. Just just spending time with the guys. Those are those are valuable. Uh, but decompressing, we used to play the video game, man. Me and him to hop on the golf game or um, just, you know, FaceTime in the family just to relax. Um, little things like that kind of decompress you from those stressful times in training camp. Was that like on the Wii or Xbox? Because I know I played it on the Wii I and think, I loved swinging the actual like Wii on the uh, on the on the nah, it wasn't like the that Wii. or the uh, Wii. Yeah, I believe it or was, was it PlayStation. We didn't have the Wii. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. Xbox. So is, is Adam Thielen as good as a video game golfer as he is a golfer in real life? <laughs> we used to compete uh, on that on that golf <laughs> game. It was fun. So he used to, he used to he could show out on the game as well. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at today's football, I've seen your social media. I've seen you working out still. I've seen you doing some dances. Um, the gritty is kind of hot right now. Um, and now this AB, I don't even know what that is. Somebody said, let's put your, oh, yeah, stuff I just on, put your stuff off. I'm like, you know, I don't know what that is, but what would be your go-to touchdown dance like today in today's football? Man, I was never a big dancer, man. I kind of felt like, <laughs> I don't know. It, sometimes you get to the end zone, you you just run around like, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> um, I would say the, the gritty is pretty popular right now. Um, if I had can you time gritty to think though? But I probably, I think I can gritty a little bit. I can do a little bit. <laughs> the, the kids make me do it all the time. Look, the little TikToks. So I do it. But I, I would, I would try to find my own little swag or something, man. Okay. Okay. On again. So going back to uh, your your playing time in the locker room, uh, when you think about again training camp, it's about building rapport with the quarterbacks, but also your receivers. Uh, but then you just have the guys you kind of gravitate to. It could be a linebacker from your area. It could be a group of guys like the DBs that love to play cards or, or joke. Uh, could be the guys that like to take naps on the couch. Like that that group of guys becomes a group because they always find that couch and they all seem to just want to just relax and just talk and, you know, and somebody falls asleep. Like it, it, you got different groups. Um, you know, what What was your locker room group like? Like what was your dynamic and group? Man, I mean, our wideouts were so tight back in my day. Like, it was so crazy that sometimes the outsiders that came in, they were kind of thrown at all how tight we were and how competitive we were within. Um, and we had a standard for our room. And we went out every day and applied that standard each and every day, each and every place. So, like, you drop a ball, everybody was saying something to you. In film, they were going to say it again. There was a certain standard that we carried ourselves with. Um as, as a receiving core, and we were tight on and off the field. Uh, I mean, we hung out a lot off the field, but also hung out with the running backs, offensive guys and stuff as well. But our running, our wide receiver crew there in Minnesota, when I was there, we were really tight, and we all had our different characters, so we all meshed really well. And we all had our different personalities. So it was it was enjoyable, man. I enjoyed that time and those guys, and we're still friends today. Yeah, and, and you brought up TikToks, so I got I to gotta bring it up. You brought up TikToks, and I know social media now is, like, huge for college players uh, because of the NIL. Um, I just saw uh, Brevin's Barbershop with the Gophers now. He's interviewing players in the barbershop, kind of a cool concept. Um, if you in the, in the, And if you look at uh, the one that came out today that everybody's all over is a kid named Dakotis Crawford. 
uh, his mom literally named him Dakotis uh, because she said he was going to be the coldest of the kids. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But kid out of Louisiana uh, was recruited by a couple big schools, but, but, but he picked Nebraska. Nebraska seemed like the place for him when you look at the schools that were going after him. But now he has an air conditioning commercial, which I think is a perfect fit. It's the coldest air conditioning yeah. commercial. The company's called SOS out of Nebraska. Uh, hilarious. When you think about you, and I'm gonna give you a little bit of time to think, a little bit of time to think. If you were to, in college, pick something that like go went with you well, or something like Mo Ibram said, Chipotle, because he's like, I want the black card. I want to be able to go every day, three times a week. I want to swipe it, and I want to be in there. Um, what would you have done, or like, what company would you have wanted to come after you from an NIL standpoint when you were in college? I mean, it's the easy thing would have been Johnson and Johnson, just something, just to play <laughs> off my name. But uh, man, I'll probably do something around. I like, man, like I'm a big believer in like Tesla, man. I'm big into like the future um, and being different. So, and I feel like that's what Elon Musk stands for is being different, um, changing, and not scared to ruffle some feathers in the door in the in the process so like if tesla elon musk has something that they could do a sponsorship show i'm for i'm sure i would i would be on board for that um like, okay I would love okay yeah because i know the dealerships the it goes through the local it goes through the local dealerships so yeah if there was a tesla dealership i guess in your area that there you go because there's a kid from texas um of course running back has a lamborghini deal like the, the, the gate, this oh, yeah, kid gets like a, I think he, yeah, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, dude, pulling up to like uh 2001 chemistry with a lamb, you know, he's going to 301 history and a Lamborghini, like, bro, like, why are you even going to class? You got a lamb already, but you know, <laughs> but 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 That's you know, I, I get that. So, you know, coming up, we're gonna do the daily three, but before I, we jump into that, I got one more for you. If you had to play another sport, I saw this with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers today. It was kind of funny. If you had to play another sport, like football was not an option, even though you're, you're a great football player, drafted NFL, but then God came down and said, you know what? I want everybody to be challenged because that's when the soil is better. You know that. You erupt the soil, you can get good crops. I want to erupt this soil. Everybody has to pick a second position or, sorry, a uh, second role. So if you're the CEO of a company, you got to go somewhere else. You're a football player. You got to go somewhere else. Where would you go? Like, what would you do? Well, I've always prided myself on being a really good athlete. And I've, I've said this a lot that if we pick like 10 sports, I don't feel, I feel like there's not something, not anybody that can beat me uh, out of 10, right? I will win the most out of 10 okay. sports because I feel like I'm just a better athlete. So, um, so I can play basketball, football, golf, ping pong, bowling, whatever you want to do. I feel like I can compete at it. Uh, but if I had to pick one, I would say right now to be probably golf. I'm pretty good at golf. Okay. And okay. It's individual. It's all about me. Uh, so right now, probably be golf. <laughs> the team of me. I like it. Yeah. A lot of the Steelers players said golf, basketball, uh, and then TJ Watt said hockey, which everybody's like, yeah. cause he said basketball first and hit the guy sitting next was like, dude, you suck. And then he was like, hockey, like, yeah, you probably could play hockey cause you can just hit people all day. <laughs> So, okay, because yeah. I was like, can you yeah. ice skate? Yeah, I can ice skate. Oh, really? Okay, because I can't. I've never been on yeah. skates in my life, so I would love to play hockey because it looks like I can get physical and, and, and like, purposefully knock guys into the wall and fight them, but 
I can't skate, so and it just looks like it hurts when you hit the ground. So I'm gonna pass on that. Uh, but we're gonna yeah. jump into the daily three. So we're gonna bring my producer Sam extra to the show. There's something new, uh, Charles. We're doing it with the guests now. So it's gonna be three questions. There's gonna be a three minute clock. We both are gonna get about a minute and a half to answer. Uh, but take as long as you need. Um, Sam is jumping in, and here we go with the daily three. Charles, before we start, what's your golf handicap? I am playing at like a five right now. My lowest is like a three. Oh, wow. That's really wow. good. Okay. I'm jealous. Very jealous. I just took I second to place in like a, I just took a second place in an event this past weekend. So it was pretty good. Okay. Congratulations. That's awesome. So you are out there. The Live Tour is going to be knocking on your door. <laughs> yeah. um, first, first question, Charles, this is how you get people angry in your Twitter mentions. So tread lightly. But if you could name the top three receivers in the NFL right now, who would you go with? Now, if you don't want to rank them, if you just want to give three names, that's all right. You could obviously rank them too. That, that would be good. But it's up to you. Three receivers. Uh, who do you like? Um, I'm going to have to go with my boy Diggs for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go ahead and go. Man, I'm going to go ahead and get my, my boy Thielen in there. People still sleeping on him, man. I mean, Jay Jett is overshadowing. So I'm going to go Jay Jettis is in there too. So it's all three, three of my guys right here. <laughs> so you're going Thielen, Jefferson, Diggs. Wow, that is a hot take. I love it. We got to get this man on more often. That's great. Because, Sam, what, what is your top three, Sam? Who are your top three receivers? Um, yeah, probably Devontae. Um, Jefferson, and I don't know if I want to go Cup. I probably should go Cup. That's, that's a tough crown one. Guy. That is a tough one. Yeah. I, this, this is where I'm going to go with mine. So I, I like both those lists. I'm a little bit thrown off. Um, I, I like Charles's list because that's going to get the Vikings fans going. You got Thielen <laughs> and Jefferson in this top three, so I love that. Um, I'm going to go Cooper Cup. Uh, and this is no particular order. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and then I, I'm I'm struggling between Justin Jefferson and and and, and uh Diggs because those two to me both give you different stuff. Uh, so I'm gonna go like those four are in my top three. Yeah. Like I, I just can't pick three, but those four I know that's not the rules. Those four are my top three. I'm going Cup, Devontae Adams, uh, Jefferson, and Diggs. Those four to me get it done. I know there's a lot of other names out there. CeeDee Lamb, uh, you know, everybody's talking about now. George Pickens, of course, now he has one great, you know, preseason game and George Pickens is a veteran. We never knew. Um, but there's a there's a lot to that. And this is what I'll say, Charles. In Vikings history, here's another trick one since we got time on the clock. Vikings history, this is, a, this is another debate. Randy Moss, Chris Carter, we know are in the top two. Where does Stefan Diggs left? Does Stefan Diggs still jump into that top three Vikings of all time? Or does that go to Thielen and then possibly Jefferson? Yeah, man, the thing with Diggs, man, he was such a great player, but I felt like in Minnesota he he couldn't be himself. He didn't have that true I'm the guy role, and that's what he thrives on. So going to Buffalo, he was able to have that. Um, yep. He's still one of the most dynamic, hardworking players I've ever been around. And, I mean, he's going to be remembered as a great Viking. Um, it will taint it a little bit just because he left. He passed that. 
um, just because he's a hometown boy and he stayed there with Minnesota. So my next question ties right into this. You mentioned that Adam Thielen is a top three receiver in your mind. So when you met Adam, 2014, I assume, you're both these D2 athletes just trying to make it. Did you know that Adam Thielen, or did you have an instinct that Adam Thielen was going to be a star at that time? See, that's what's crazy. I tell this story a lot. Uh, so when I first came in there, we're both obviously from D2, and me and Adam kind of meshed pretty rather quickly. Um, and we used to just train and work out together at the practice. And what's crazy is that my first two years in Minnesota, Thielen could barely get a snap on even offense and practice, right? But he always had the same skill sets. It's just he was an undrafted guy, walk-on guy, whatever he was, that he wasn't afforded that opportunity that those guys who were first-rounders or high-paid guys were given those opportunities before him, right? Um, so he had the same skill set. But what I've seen is his determination, and he grinded each and every day. Um, and coming into my third season there, man, he was, he was running with the ones, and he never made a mistake. He was the same athlete all three years I was there. Um, we came into that spring of my third season. He never made a mistake on that field, and he went on to went on to do great things and and, and be the guy that he is today. Yeah, and that's yeah, what I'll so say wild. to that. I was trying to find the tweet, and I'll have to find it at some point, maybe retweet it again as the season starts. Kind of my annual obligatory Adam Thielen. I knew he would be great tweet. Uh, I think it was like because I found the tweet one day, and it had to be like two thousand. 15 maybe or 16 and i tweeted out man like this i think i said like this adam thielen guy is going to push the crap out of these guys to find a spot on this roster his spot is special teams but he reminds me a lot of eric decker with his route running and blah blah and i kind of just went on about it and so i retweeted it i think it had to be last year because people are like oh i guess you really knew and it's like it's not that i knew i told eric decker that when he was a freshman and you can ask glenn mason this when i saw eric decker run routes i was like this kid's gonna be good um, Charles Johnson can attest to this. When we were in U.S. Bank Stadium and I saw Charles Johnson at practice, I came up to him before in the film and said, man, this guy, like, you have a chance to be really good. You just have to get into the quarterback's ear, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can see body types. I can see guys move. I can see, like, how they attack the ball. Um, as a coach, I had to do that with the coach. And so I, I learned that uh, back in, was that, 2009 and 10 and 11, working with Tony Dungy and Clyde Christensen and, and Peyton Manning. Like, I learned what Peyton was looking for in a receiver. And so I saw that right away. I, I didn't feel it. I saw it. Now, I didn't know he's going to get his opportunity and be what he is, but I did say this kid has a chance to be really good. And I said he was going to make the team. He just has to find a spot in order to keep growing. And it happened. He ended up, he ended up I mean, he's going to be one of the top three Vikings, in my opinion, in Vikings history. I've got one more receivers question for you both. First, I want to remind people this segment brought to you by BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find your favorite sports and events, your number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And I want both of your best answers on this because you've both been there. You've both entered the NFL trying to figure things out as a rookie receiver. What is the most difficult thing to learn when you are a rookie receiver in the NFL making that transition? Ron, let's start with you. Yeah, so for me, what I'll say is as a rookie, um, I was a fourth-round draft pick, so wasn't a guaranteed spot on the team, but I got drafted to a team that only had two veteran receivers still on the roster. They drafted three rookie receivers that year. Uh, myself, Javon Hunter out of Notre Dame, 
And then, no, no, sorry, not drafted, picked up. And then they picked up um, another kid. I forgot where he's from. Um, but we were young. We were a young team. We only had Travis Taylor and Brandon Stokely. And so what I learned right away is I had to learn every single position because at 6'3", 230 pounds, I had to play a little bit of H-back. I had to play a little bit of slot. I was definitely the X. And then because of the preseason, I had to learn the Z because I had to, you know, like I had to stay in the game most of the game until maybe the fourth quarter when they would let the other rookies go. But I was in the game from the start because I was a third receiver until the third quarter almost because I was in the twos. And so um, I would say learning all the positions was probably the hardest for me. And honestly, it took me two to three years to really grasp it. Um, But, you know, my rookie year, I struggled with that. Like when I just had to play slot and play X, I was good. But when I had to learn all that other stuff and, and where the Z lines up, I struggled. And so I'd say, as a rookie receiver, that was the hardest thing, learning all those different – and then the blitz protections. It's so much different in the NFL than college. Um, your hot route in college is pretty simple when you're next, but in the NFL when you're slot, there's a lot more stuff you got to know. So that was the toughest for me. What do you think, Charles? Yeah, and I mean, kind of to echo what he said, I mean, everything that he said is so valuable. The more you can do, the more value you become and. It's, sometimes it is hard to learn all those different positions, plays, hot routes, and all that. Um, but if you can grasp that as a young receiver, the more value become to your team. Um, but for me personally, it was really the the mental side of it all. We all come from college where we're the guy. Um, now we're coming into a position where we're just a guy, right? Um, so that was really tough for me early on because it's – I remember coming in Green Bay, I had a hamstring – injury uh, early I was killing rookie minicamp I had a hamstring injury um, then I come back for training camp they tell me hey you're the fourth receiver it's your spot to lose but I'm just one of the guys and I still got there and injured myself so it's it's going from being big guy in college and transitioning to a guy in the NFL and still having to maintain that confidence if if you can maintain the confidence and know who you are and just just grind every day um, I think that's kind of what, what what you got to kind of take take hold of as a rookie receiver because it's, it's a little different when you come into those locker rooms and you're no longer, hey, the big old guy that you were on campus at college. Yeah, I was going to say that one too. That's a good one because the, the going from the guy to a guy, a lot of guys struggle with learning their place in the locker room, but, you know, you got to learn it and that's the way you make the team. Uh, and you got to do everything, play special teams too. For some guys being the number one guy never had to touch the special teams field. Now mm-hmm. you got to play a little special teams because you got to be in that 53 compared to That'll do it for the Ron Johnson for joining me and Sam Ekstrom. Ekstrom, great job producing, great questions. Uh, we got Matt in the booth working all the cues. Thank you for that. And also, we want to thank all the fans that continue to watch, listen, download, subscribe, and comment. Let us know in the comments. Charles Johnson gave you his top three receivers. He, th- he told you what he thinks about Adam Thielen versus Stephon Diggs. Comment. Let us know what you think. Who are your top three NFL receivers? And is Stephon Diggs one of the best Vikings receivers ever? Or is Adam Thielen for sure and Justin Jefferson already passed him up because of how he left Minnesota? Let us know what you think, but have a great day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.